What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Uh, a few years back, I wrote something about uh, what's called Bowmanitis, 1989 Bowmanitis, in fact. Um, I've <laughs> had a love-hate relationship with baseball cards that are larger than 2.5 by 3.5 inches. Um, I guess it started with 1989 Bowman. And I think a lot of kids uh, back in the 80s had this problem and I understand why Tops decided to do a little bit of a, you know, different thing. We're making them taller and everything. But, but man, me and a bunch of friends, we just had a heck of a time uh, housing these '89 Bowman cards because they're just taller than than the others. Um, you know, they wouldn't fit in the pages properly, and you know, if you had stacks of cards, they were noticeably taller than the others, and. Uh, it wasn't an affliction that was assigned solely to 89 Bowman. There was the top's big sets from 88 and 89, I think, were the and 90, I believe. Um, I think that uh, tops abandoned that quickly. Uh, not as quickly as Bowman because they uh, went back to standard card size back in, you know, in the, uh, 1990. So there's only one year of Bowman that was too tall. Um, so, you know, in fact, uh, whenever I was running a, uh, like building a complete base run of Conseco cards in my binders, I, uh, intentionally left out the 89 Bowman cards. Eh, <laughs> it doesn't fit in here. I don't want it. It's not a, it doesn't have a place in my collection. <laughs> and, uh, so, yeah, of course they do create some pages that, uh, hold them. If I remember correctly, I think they're eight to a page and they're, uh, you know, oriented differently, if I recall correctly. Um, I never got any of those because I just didn't really care a whole lot about 89 Bowman itself. Now, um, uh, for a lot of you that, that may or may not know, um, the standard size of baseball cards has not always been two and a half by three and a half inches. Uh, in fact, they started out, um, the nationally distributed ones are, you know, kind of like the size of, uh, T206. They're a lot smaller. You know, you think of Allen and Ginter mini cards, for instance. They're significantly smaller um, than the standard size cards that we see today. Um, and then, of course, you go into uh, Gaudi and they and they're uh, in Cracker Jack cards. They're they're about the same width, but they're shorter um, than the cards that we're used to today. And uh, even um, you know the earlier Bowmans, they were smaller. They're small square. So we've had different types of card sizes throughout the years, but uh, you know even like with tops, they they standardized it. Um, one with Bowman, uh, so Bowman I think actually uh, start with a larger format than two and a half by three and a half inches in nineteen fifty three, I think. I believe it's nineteen fifty three, and uh, you know before that actually I didn't think about this. Uh, tops, uh, they had a larger size in 1952 and going forward for the next several years, it was, uh, it was a little bit larger than the two and a half by three and a half inch, uh, uh, format that we're used to today. And so in 1957, that stopped. So 55 Bowman was the last year for Bowman. So it was just tops going forward. 56, 57, uh, 55, 56 tops had the bigger size. Uh, cards just like 52, 53, 54. Um, but from 57, 1957, all the way to today, uh, two and a half by three and a half inches is what 
dominates the card sizes for the most part. Now, uh, in the last handful of years, uh, there have been, especially from Tops. Tops has done a lot of uh, kind of wacky things when it comes to card sizes. So, for example, uh, they brought back mini cards like the tobacco card sized cards as parallels. Uh, starting with their Allen and Ginter line that they started in 2006. So, and people went nuts over those. Now, it's easier to probably get into a tobacco size card like a mini um, as opposed to a card that's larger because even though it's a different size, it'll still fit in the same uh, sheets, it'll still fit in a Top loader just fine with a sleeve, and you, know, you don't really have to do anything special to accommodate them for the most part. Um, nowadays, of course, they do sell these sleeves where you can uh, kind of mount them in the center of the holder and that sort of thing. They're nice like that. And, you know, the Ginner also obviously has some uh, framed uh, versions of minis, but um, either way, it's not something that if you have a stack of cards, you're not going to, you know, kind of. Uh, stand out too terribly uh, bad. So uh, now the thing is, is, is that that's not the only way that Tops has gone. So <laughs> Tops has, has done a number of kind of wacky size things over the past uh, several years uh, after that. So we have, um, uh, you know, first of all, the, the direct order from their website, you have five by seven cards. You also have the 10 by 14s, which I had a number of both of those. And I never really got around to actually displaying them. They were neat, you know, but just wasn't something that I was really totally excited about because they're just so big. And especially when it came to Conseco cards, the last thing I wanted was like an entire wall dedicated to this one guy's, uh, you know, baseball cards over the past few years. So... Um, you know, cause they are rather large now, uh, same thing goes with, uh, box loaders, you know, they would sell box loaders, which are really neat and, uh, you know, booklets now that can be, you know, dual, dual booklets or trifold booklets. And, you know, there's even some out there that have like multiple, multiple panels. So, uh, it makes it very difficult, very tricky for, uh, collectors to display these and even sometimes to store them. And uh, you know, I think for a lot of collectors, they like to have their standard uh, albums with, with their binder pages and uh, the shoe boxes where you could have like the two row, three row, four row, five row. Um, and there's, you know, just there, there comes a problem. Uh, a problem comes into play when you might have a larger size thing card, collectible, whatever you call it, like a box loader. And you're like, well, what do I do with this thing? <laughs> it doesn't fit in my pages. It doesn't fit uh, in my boxes. So what on earth do I do? So the only thing that you really can do to really fully appreciate it, I would guess, is to display it. And um, so and I think that displaying cards uh, is vastly underrated. You know, I think a lot of people, for the most part, and I've, I've talked to a lot of uh, collectors, uh, where I say, well, you know, what do you do with these cards? Um, oh, you know, I just put them in the box. Do you ever pull them out and look at them? No, nah, not really. They're just there. I'm like, really? Interesting. So over the past couple of years, I've really been um, a big proponent of pulling out your cards frequently wherever you want and 
and just looking through them and enjoying them. And that's kind of morphed for me into displaying. So I'll have some cards that are displayed. And I started thinking about this, especially with those 1889 uh, Goodwin A35 rounds uh, that I just did a custom uh, project with. It took me like <laughs> months. Um, they are significantly larger than baseball cards. So the rounds themselves are eight and a quarter inches in diameter. And the pieces that I actually created for each one of them are 12 inches by nine and a half inches. And they're five eighths inches thick. So, you know, it's, it's kind of hard. Obviously, they're not going to fit into, you know, any boxes or anything like that. So, uh, you know, the one thing that I thought would be nice is to, is to display them. And my goodness, I just, I love them. I love them being displayed. The same thing goes for uh, some other pickups that uh, was, I was actually planning on talking about these um, in another podcast. I still might, um, but uh, it, it, it has to do with an auction I actually lost. And I, I talked to you all about this about three weeks ago, I think. They're the 1909 to 1913 M101-2 Sporting New Supplements. And so it's a huge mouthful, especially compared to saying something like, you know, 52 tops or whatever, or Tito six or Cracker Jack. Um, so I'll tell you about these M101-2s. So from the period of 1909 to 1913, Sporting News would every other week put in like a nearly eight by 10 sized uh, picture of a baseball player. And it was brand so it, it was it was more on a thinner stock, so maybe like a, a you know newspaper stock, perhaps I don't I don't really know, um, but uh, they are just magnificent. I mean they're they're amazing. So every other week, Sporting News would put one in, so you get a different player every other week, and uh, over the course of wherever it was the four years, so you have a hundred of these guys that are out there in the set. Right. And so, uh, like I said, close to eight by 10, there's, there's sepia tone, black and white, uh, type of photographs. And they are just unbelievably amazing. The, the photo, uh, quality, um, and perhaps I'm so, uh, enamored by these is because we don't really have a whole lot of photographs of players back then in the form of a collectible um, that's that large. So, I mean, we've got, for instance, like the uh, T206s that are small and they're, uh, you know, they're little, little full color pictures, which is nice, but they're lithographs. They're not actual uh, photographs. So, uh, you know, this uh, auction that I went after, uh, somebody was in an auction house was selling 96 of the hundred of them. And, uh, you know, which is just like, you know, unheard of. It's so cool. It's a, it's a neat find whenever you, uh, that happens. But, you know, for me, with as much as I love all of them, the ones I really cared about most, there's three of them. So there is a Gabby Street, uh, who is uh, um, at the mound visiting with none other than Walter Johnson, and which the picture of Walter Johnson, that's the reason I wanted it. Um, it's just a beautiful, beautiful photograph. 
and uh, you know I love Walter Johnson. I just haven't really had a um, an extreme interest or desire in any of his cards um, that really had any staying power for me just yet. Um, I'm looking at maybe adding a T206 at some point, a portrait or something, or or maybe another one other than that. But uh, but this one just hits home for me. It's just it's just perfect. <laughs> um, the other one is. Uh, it's a photograph of, uh, in 1909 of Honest Wagner and Ty Cobb shaking hands. And this picture is historic. It is probably one of the best photographs that has to do with baseball ever. It's a, it's, it happens in the 1909 world series, epic matchup. This is like clash of the Titans. This was the, uh, baseball's number one superstar versus baseball's number one future uh, superstar, you know, number one superstar. Uh, it was a matter of it almost looked like Hans Wagner is passing the torch to Ty Cobb uh, to be the best of the best, but not before Hans Wagner, uh, you know, kicked his butt in the 1909 World Series. Um, just an amazing, amazing picture, and you know that they capture as a collectible in the Sporting News supplement. And uh, the thing is, is like the size of them actually, you know, enhances it so much more because I don't think it would do these any justice at all if they were smaller. Now, the last one is a Shoeless Joe Jackson. And I actually wrote about this in an article. Uh, The Shoeless Joe Jackson uh, has had a rough run when it comes to cards as far as uh, displaying his likeness. You look at the Cracker Jack, you look at the W514, you look at the E90-1, all of them are <laughs> really rough in terms of uh, trying to display his face. <laughs> and uh, this uh, sporting new supplement is just amazing. He's fielding, he's got his glove on, um, and uh, in many of the sporting news uh, supplements, the cool thing is, is the focus is on the player or players. And at the bottom, you see like grass or something. But as you move up, as your eyes move, move up the collectible, uh, it, the background just fades out. And it's just really, you know, the term that I came up with whenever I was uh, writing an article was that these are hauntingly beautiful. And I think it's just kind of like a perfect way to to describe them. And uh, PSA has actually started just in the past, I don't know, not too long ago, started uh, grading these apparently because the Shields Joe Jackson's a pop three and the Cobb Wagner and Walter Johnson Gabby Street are both uh, pop ones. So, um, you know, these pieces and, and maybe those A35 rounds were a gateway into me being interested in these. And so, uh, you know, as I was saying though, with the auction, I was trading blows back and forth with another bidder, and ultimately I lost out on the M101-2 lot, and I was so bummed because I was like, oh man, they're beautiful. I'll never see other PSA graded examples of these. And so, three weeks later, lo and behold, I found that somebody uh, that the seller, the winner. Uh, was actually buying these to resell. So uh, the the Shields Joe Jackson, the Walter Johnson Gabby Street, and the Ty Cobb Hans Wagner were all up for sale. And I was so pumped. So I actually was able to do a deal for all three of these. 
And, you know, the thing is, it's like these pieces, they're not things that you could put in a box. I mean, you can, I guess, but they're not things that you want to put in a box. They're things that you want to be displayed prominently. And, um, you know, it's so neat to be able to have these bigger pieces. And it's given me a whole new perspective on, you know, I guess, broadening my horizons personally, as far as what I collect, what I like, uh, what I don't like, because I, I feel like I kind of had tunnel vision for a long time. If it's not a standard size uh, card, I just don't want to have anything to do with it. And if I'm being completely honest with you all, though, I got to say that the fact that they're encapsulated by PSA and the fact that I was able to create custom rectangular holders for the A35 rounds, um, that makes all the difference in the world for me personally. Um, I'm not sure I would have been um, too excited of a buyer getting these raw. Um, yeah, I would have loved them, you know, truth be told. In fact, the auction, you know, there's like out of the 96, I think 86 of them were raw. Uh, but having them encapsulated by PSA has just really amped it up for me. It's, uh, it, it almost like solidifies it as uh, every bit of a collectible as a baseball card. And, uh, you know, they're just, they're, <laughs> they're magnificent. I don't know what, you, what else to say about them. <laughs> um but uh, anyway, so it's kind of funny how uh, for years and years, I was kind of almost turned off to uh, larger format cards just because of me having a bad case of 1989 Bowmanitis. <laughs> I guess that's all I could call it. Um, anyways, uh, thank you all for listening. Um, I will uh, I have pictures of all the stuff at TamManBaseballFan.com on my blog if you want to take a look. Um, and uh, I highly recommend picking up some A35 rounds if you can, and also some M101-2s. If you do some research on them, my gosh, just look at them. I mean, you will fall in love instantly, I'm sure of it. Um, anyways, uh, thank you all, and uh, you know, thank you for listening as well, uh, and have a great night.